I am disgusted, disgusted by the amount of milk drinking going on on this one singular evening. podcast where we hate spinnerbait but we love getting pulled into a storm cellar to avoid getting arrested <laughs> yeah uh 10 out of 10 would recommend if you're ever in a sticky situation find you a cute boy in a storm cellar yeah i'm sure that's super easy to do very common i'm michael ann and with me as always is bethany bethany how are you hello everyone i'm thriving i mean i'm I, december is really going by guys like really quickly yeah. and it always sneaks up on me how close christmas is coming but i think i'm like doing okay work like we're almost at the end of my like work year before we get a little winter break um i finished decorating for christmas yesterday i bought myself a really cute taylor swift themed christmas shirt to wear on christmas this year because obviously it was her year um love that you know her and barbie absolutely rolling it out there so yeah you know no complaints how how about you (laughs) i am doing well thank you um it's time to record the podcast so i'm gonna yawn at least 400 times yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm good this Work has been a little freaking crazy end of the year stuff, sure. um, but you know, at the end of all this madness, I'm going to Disney for a week. So yes, baby, you got that to look forward to. I bought yes. myself some cute Ahsoka PJ pants the other day at the store, and that's my my little happiness. Ooh. I was like, you know I what? That. I get to go home today and put on my Ahsoka PJ pants. So life is good. I love it. It's the little things that get you by everyone. The little things. It really is. So, um, first thing we kind of want to talk about the top of the episode. Um, a while ago, we said we weren't going to speak on the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, on hate spinner bait of course we've been talking about it in our personal lives mm-hmm. um but we felt at this point that we have to say something because it has gotten really fucking bad um so many children have left this earth in a violent manner so here at hate spinner bait we are in full support of a total ceasefire immediately mm-hmm. um we will never be okay or find excuses for the reckless murder of anyone, especially innocent civilians. So we are encouraging our listeners to contact their representatives and, you know, share posts and amplify the voices of those creators working directly in the field, have direct ties. Um, I have a bunch of creators that I will tag in our Instagram post, Mm -hmm. um, and I'll link them in the show notes as well. 
yeah, that's that's basically what we wanted to say. We're just big peace girlies, okay? We just we are. love I you know, I'm a big fan of human beings and um yeah. them living happily and and just having nice long happy lives and it makes me mm-hmm. really sad when they get cut tragically short. So, yes. Yeah. I would like it if that could stop. We will also have uh, resources in the episode description, show notes, whatever you want to call it, um, to easily contact your representatives, contact the president, um, just make our voices as loud as possible. Yes. Uh, As always, we also want to remind you to take care of yourselves and each other during this very dark and... Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's impossible to even comprehend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it fully because it's so fucked up. Um, and it's on such a massive scale. Yeah. So Yeah. And hurling insults at people online is not gonna help anyone. So uh if yes. you wanna help educate people, by all means, that's awesome. Um, and please do. But like, you know, the old adage, kill people with kindness, except don't kill people because we don't believe in that. But you know what I mean. Uh, you get further with honey than with vinegar. That's that's a better, that's exactly. a nicer saying. Um, so yeah, just be kind to yourselves, be kind to others, and um, there's a lot of scary stuff. As as always in I don't know this century, <laughs> there's a lot of scary yeah. stuff going on all the time. And yes. um, if you need to, you know, unplug for a little bit, uh, unplug for a little bit. You know, do mm-hmm. do your part. Call your representatives, and then if you need to, like, not watch the news for a minute, totally understandable. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be kind. The world needs more of that and less um, sad, bad things. So that's my <laughs> deep thought of the day. <laughs> yes. As you can tell, we're really good at talking about this kind of stuff. Um, yes, this is exactly why we avoided yeah. it because we have no idea what we're saying. Um, we're not. Good. We're doing our best. We're doing our best, everyone. We just believe in yeah, everyone taking care of each other. And yes, that's that's all. Now we can get back into the the Sarah Dexon of it all, the early odds and nostalgia of it all, um, yes. and we'll hopefully be a nice kind distraction with all of this going on but yes take care of yourselves out there party people i also want to mention that the bracelets and stickers and merch went out today yes yes, uh, which is monday so by the time this episode drops y'all should get those tracking numbers in your emails or however the website contacts you i'm pretty sure it's your email um so let us know if you have any issues and second drop coming soon tbd so excited so excited Mm -hmm. um all right we only read 13 whole pages last week because of course we had to time travel we had to get ourselves our minds right in the zone for where we are when this book is taking place but Michael Ann, what did we read in those first 13 pages? Would you like to recap us? So much. So, so much. basically, we got a little foundation of what this book is going to be about. We have McLean is living with her dad. They kind of move around a lot. He's a restaurant consultant. Um, and uh, let's see. They were huge fans of DeFries basketball. She's named after a DeFries basketball coach. Mm-hmm. However... 
when that coach retired and a new one took his spot, Awkward. he actually uh, slept with uh, McLean's mother and she left her dad for this man named Peter um, Hamilton. So that is why they move around a lot because he, the, it was, it was messy. It was messy and it was damaging for both McLean and her dad. And I mean, I'm sure her mom in some aspects, but not as yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, a whole big, uh, hot mess that has been created. Hi, Luna Darcy. My dog just came in to check on me. Hi, baby girl. Um, oh, we're sniffing around at things. Okay. But, um, sorry, y'all, she is just the cutest thing ever and she's just very distracting sometimes. Oh, I'll have to send a picture. Okay, because again, like I said, the world is a dark, scary place and like look for the the light and the helpers. Thanks, Mr. Rogers. Um, look for the joy where you can. I'm gonna, since we are discussing some heavy things at the top of this episode, we're gonna post an adorable picture of my dog. Ch- I almost said juggling. That's not a word. Snuggling with a life day Chewbacca. Um, and I sent it to my mom the other night and I said, I think she thinks this is her kinfolk. So you'll get Aww. pictures of my dog uh, snuggling with Chewbacca because everyone in the world needs to see that. If that doesn't spark joy, I don't know what will. But I don't either because that sounds amazing. It's just it was quality content. So I'm going to send that to you, my clan, so you can see it. And then you can share it with the people of the world because they need to see it too. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, things are messy whole messy situation going on in a typical iridescent fashion mommy issues messy family stuff dad seems to be pretty cool pretty with it which is a little unusual for a iridescent uh, main character yes so that's uh, we've laid some foundation things are interesting yes things and are very interesting very interesting and yeah they've recently just popped up in lakeview because avi it's gotta be lakeview or colby and um yeah that starts us off with chapter two which is where we get a little bit more family history so her dad is a chef which of course is how i ended up getting this like restaurant consultant job they used to own like a family restaurant her mom and her dad back in the day before the whole very very messy public divorce and um so she says, you know, like everyone assumes that when your dad is a chef that he like wants to cook all the time for you. But like that's his job. Again, it's like that old adage of like when you're a bus driver, like you don't want to drive anywhere when you're not at work because like driving is your job kind of thing. So because he is a chef, he like honestly doesn't cook that much. And she said that left it up to her mom. And she was kind of the queen of like cream of. So it's like cream of mushroom soup. Put that in with some chicken breast and you've got yourself a dinner. So she said like, you know, they didn't eat gourmet. She put like potato chips as like toppings of things. And it was just like, you know, like it it worked. Like these are, this is her like waxing. Again, that's like one of those things you don't think of. Like probably when you're in it, you're not like, oh man, I'm really going to miss these cream of mushroom chicken breasts one day. But now that, like, her family has fallen apart, she's, like, waxing nostalgic about it. Um, So she says, you know, that when her parents first uh, first imploded, she was definitely, like, in in shock about everything. She kind of talks a little bit about, you know, Peter entering their lives. And, of course, he has, like, this big fancy house. And this part she talks about is very sad. Like, the things that he has in his house, like, the 
um, the DeFreeze like basketball insignia on the pool floor and like this DeFreeze like pinball machine and stuff. She's like the only person who would like really appreciate this is her dad. And I'll be like the one person who never gets to see it because obviously he's not going to his ex-wife's like new, you know, like guy's house or whatever because that's a lot. Um, She talks about how like, you know, at this very fancy house, that like of course you know there's no more cream of there they have a, a cook you know like there's a housekeeper who also does the cooking there because of course her mom and you know someone as as you know rich and busy as this like big time basketball coach is not going to be cooking meals so she talks about you know she makes these fancy meals now and um she talks about like you know when they separate her mom ends up kind of coming clean about um you know she's pregnant and stuff and she's like i didn't want to do the math but if i did the math like (laughs) yeah so it's just like oh add insult to injury like this whole yeah this whole breakup just gets like messier by the moment i swear i like can't even imagine truly (laughs) i do wish though that i had a cook in my house that made healthy meals and snacks for me every day because I can't cook cream of putting chicken breast in a slow cooker with cream of mushroom soup on top of it was honestly a delicacy for me in my early 20s. Yeah, I mean, so anything on a slow cooker seems like it's fancy to me. I'm like, "Ah, this is what an adult would make. (laughs) And like, really, it's the easiest thing. But like, it seems really fancy because you're like, I've seen my mother use a slow cooker. So when I use one, I'm an adult. I lit my parents' um, slow cooker on fire once. <gasps> How very this is us of you. Yes. It um, <laughs> it wasn't that serious, though. <laughs> it wasn't in front of so. your family home and, like, completely tarnished your childhood? No. It was uh, very brief and didn't even break the uh, slow cooker. So. Oh, that's good. Also, this is completely unrelated, but we went and saw the movie American Fiction, which was very good. And Sterling K. Brown is in it. And if you watch the previews for this movie, it's it's not completely misleading, but it's way more of like a family drama than I was expecting. I was expecting more like comedy satire. And it is that. Like it's it is it's got a lot of that in it, but it's also like a very family drama, which I was not expecting. Once I got into it, I was like, oh, so it's a great movie. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, but I just was like thrown for a minute. Anyways, all of this thing, completely random tangent aside, Sterling K. Brown it's just like meant to be in a family drama. Like in this movie, he's like, he's doing his Sterling K Brown. Like that man just like make him have a complicated relationship with his father. And that man will act his ass off for you. Like it's (laughs) like, you know, it's like along for the ride. You put that boy in a parking lot. He'll act his ass off for you. You give Sterling K Brown some daddy issues to work with. And he will like, 10 out of 10 always come through for you. And uh, yeah. So anyways, there's just certain scenes in this movie that I was watching and I was like, Oh my God. This makes me miss This Is Us. <laughs> yes. Mom cheated on dad and got pregnant with those yeah. twins. Yeah. Um, which is alarming. Yes. Um, yes. They separated in April. And then that summer, she already knew that she had half siblings on the way. And, you know, mom was already living with Peter. And, oof. Um. Uh, but that summer when they found out about the half siblings, um, that's when her dad decided he would sell their restaurant and take a consulting job. Um, she says that the owner of Eat Inc., an old teammate 
of his from college have been trying to hire him forever. And now what they were offering seemed like just what he needed. He needed a change of direction, pace, the change period. So he said yes. And he started planning, um, you know, that he would come back and see McLean whenever he could. Um, he would fly her out during the summers and vacation but she said, you know what? I'm actually going to go with you because I would rather not fucking sit in this house with my mom and Peter and these babies. Yeah. So. Which is fair. Yes, very fair. So there was a lot of, you know, legal drama. Mom was very much victimizing herself here. Um, but eventually, you know, she won and she was able to stay with her dad. Um, she says, my mother was livid because, of course, she knew nothing about doing what you wanted and only what you she knew nothing about doing what you wanted and only what you wanted. Other people's feelings be damned, mm -hmm. which is, of course, sarcastic because yeah. that's exactly what she did. Oh, yeah. Um. So then she kind of says that her relationship with her mom like hasn't been great she is required to visit for holidays and summers um she says this is i did this with as much enthusiasm as anyone would with a uh, something court ordered she says each time the same thing immediately became clear my mom just wanted a clean fresh start she had no interest in discussing our previous lives or the part she may or may not have played in the fact that they no longer existed no i was supposed to just fold myself in seamlessly with her new life and never look back it was some one thing to reinvent myself by choice when forced though i resisted and that's rough that is really rough to mm -hmm. you know she's mclean is grieving like her entire life her parents relationship like literally her life has been turned upside down mm-hmm and mom is kind of just like, well, this is it now. You know, I don't want to talk about the past. I don't want you to talk about the past. Like, this is my husband. This is our giant house. And these are our two kids. And you <laughs> are here. And you're going to celebrate that with us. This is our giant house. <laughs> We're rich people now. Okay. We don't talk about our yeah. feelings. <laughs> She's like, do you really want us to go back to uh, cream of soups when we have Miss Jane cooking yeah. all our meals? Like, come on now. Look at the life of luxury I've given you. Yeah, this is a very common theme, I feel like, in, like, Sarah Dessen families. Like, you have Macy and her mom, and, like, dad passes away, and we don't talk about it. We're fine. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and along for the ride, obviously, like, her parents are very, like, we they don't talk about the fact that they've split up and, and whatever. Um, and it's just, it's, it's honestly a very common thing, which is why I think it's such a common theme in her novels. And especially when you're a teenager, yeah. when... The, you know, again, as Taylor Swift once so eloquently put it, you know, when you're young, they say you know nothing. And so it's like, oh, well, they're, they're just kids. Like, we don't want to involve them in these adult matters. And, you know, like, they don't know anything and, and whatnot. But it's like teenagers, yes, their frontal lobe is still developing, but they understand a lot more than you think. And also because their frontal lobe is still developing, like, their emotions and, and stuff is all over the place. And change is, like, really, really hard and scary. I mean, think of how hard and scary it is as an adult. Now think about it when your brain isn't fully developed. And that's, like, something you need to, like, talk about. Like, again, I'm not saying, like, harp on the the past, but, like, 
God, mm-hmm. these families. If they all just like sat down, they all just like went to like some family therapy, <laughs> like sat down, right? And communicated, and we're like, this is wild, and like this whole town knows about your parents' divorce, and you know, like all this is going on now. Let's talk about it. Like, God, wouldn't life just be better? But alas, they don't, and that's kind of the problem. Oh, she says here, um, you know, again, it's like. Obviously, she's very, like, nostalgic for her old life, and she's, like, very not accepting of the fact that, like, her mom has this new, like, fancy life now, and she opted to go, you know, be a vagabond with her father. <laughs> I just love that word. Yeah, be a vagabond. Um, she says, you know, like, when she thinks of her mom, most isn't, you know, like, on the first day of a new school or a holiday when they're not together. Um, or even when she sees her, like, fleetingly on, you know, the TV when she's, like, she happens to catch a DeFreeze game. Um, she says, it's, you know, instead, weirdly enough, it was when I was cooking dinner, standing in a strange kitchen, browning meat in a pan, adding chopped green pepper to a jar of store-bought sauce, opening a can of soup, some chicken, a bag of potato chips at desk, hoping to make something from nothing. And that just gets me right in my feels mm. because it's like, yeah, when you're... When you talk about, and again, in a sense, she is grieving. She's grieving this old life. She's kind of grieving the mother that she knew um, in a way. Like, it is, like, that's when grief sneaks up on you. It's, like, it's not when you expect it to. Like, again, like, around the holidays, people are – holidays are hard for people, I understand, especially if you lost someone or if you have a broken family or whatever. But I think it's, like, you're so prepared for it that you're, like, okay, I know this is going to be hard. This is the first Christmas or this is, you know, Christmas hasn't been the same since they haven't been around or whatever. And you're, like – you know it's gonna suck a little bit but it's like weird things like that like making dinner that'll just like catch you off guard and then you're like oh shit (laughs) yeah my feelings about this so i just thought that that was so beautiful and just like does make me really sad for the relationship like it sounds like her and her parents have like a really good relationship and this happened and everything's just kind of gone to shit and i'm like grieving for them you know yeah, absolutely. I also think the paragraph before that is really beautiful as well. She's kind of talking about how different her mom was when they were a family. She's like, I'd remember it wasn't her I was really yearning for as much as a mirage who I thought she was. Um, she says that it wasn't just me that was gone. She was too. And oof, yeah, that line that hits that's good it's painful for sure i can feel her pain and her grief um here definitely so then we kind of skip ahead um dad is she says whenever my dad comes in to take over a new restaurant there's always one person who is pretty much personified resistance Mm -hmm. um which sounds about fucking accurate for any time yeah (laughs) i was like these next few pages i was like (laughs) called out i'm being called out because like listen yep okay if y'all worked in service before like you were in the service industry you know like you've been somewhere serving your for years working your ass off and then all of a sudden a new manager comes in it's like has anyone ever thought of it it's like no no shit sure like no none of us have ever thought to do that like when all these people are coming and telling you how to do your job and you're like, yeah, I've been here. I've been in the the, the depths of it. I know what people like and what they don't like and what they send back and exactly. what they whatever. And you're going to come in here and tell me that we can't have the rosemary rolls anymore or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm right. with Opal on this one. Okay. 
Yeah, me too. I'm on her side. Sorry, McLean's not. I'm sure you're lovely. And I'm sure you're probably right that the fried pickles are more cost effective. I'm sure he's right. And a fan and are gonna be like a bigger hit with the the you know, the guests or whatever. But like it just it's annoying when you're you're there and you're in it and you're in a customer facing role and you're the one talking to the customers every day and someone comes in here yeah. and is like, um, have we ever thought of doing this um thing? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. When new managers would come in, we at the job me and Bethany worked at together, we had a new manager probably every three oh, or four months. The time. It was yeah. so frustrating. We were just cycling through them over and over again. So the amount of like absolutely ridiculous changes that were seen as brilliant ideas by mm-hmm. these managers um was just it's like oh god not again and we would always say like we've mentioned before on this podcast like we had a restaurant that held over 900 people it was massive Mm -hmm. and for some reason uh once a year um upper management like not even managers in our building but like upper management of like universal would decide that they wanted to have the busers bus with trays and it's yes. like, get the fuck out of here. Have you seen our venue? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the size of it? Have you seen how many people are walking in and out of it? Like small children are running around and you want a buster to bust a 12 top with a tray. And we like, right. our managers would go to bat for us and be like, yeah, we've tried that. That's not going to work. Like, da, da, da. And they'd be like, well, let's just try it. It would last a week every time. But then the next year would come or like not even like six months later, they'd be like, you know what we should really do? You know what would look cleaner? And be more efficient, busting with no, no, it won't look cleaner and it won't be more efficient. All we're gonna do is break a bunch of shit. But by all means, sure, let's do that. <laughs> so also, always, it's gonna take like forty-five <laughs> minutes. But yeah, it was kind of like a joke after a while. Of like, what things yes. are they gonna implement that'll last like a week? That all of us are like, yeah, it's not gonna work. And they're gonna be like, yeah, but we're gonna try it, and then it would last a week. And that's like basically this conversation right here. Which again, I think like her dad is right because. He's got to be like, yeah. his, he's got to be like good at his job when he comes in. And some of it is just like, and again, Mike Land can attest to this even better than I can because she worked at Disney restaurants where there are people that literally will die working those jobs. And it is hard when yeah. you go in, especially a union server um, who's been there for 40 years and you can't teach a, an old dog new tricks in the service industry. No. You just can't. Yeah. Um, if someone's been at a venue for like 20 plus years and you come in, you're like, we're going to do this new thing. They're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. 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 You the first of all, there are like no union servers in the world except for at Disney, <laughs> Walt Disney World. Which honestly, more servers should be unionized. Yeah, we should all be yeah. unionized. The entire <laughs> freaking we hear everybody. a Spider-Man pro union, but mm-hmm. it's that's not a thing. Like servers are not unions. Yeah. yeah, unionized anywhere except for at Disney World. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember all the time, you know, and a bunch of the managers at, that come into Disney specifically are all like fresh out of college mm-hmm. because Disney doesn't pay their managers or really anybody um, shit. Like a li- so, a you know, wage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All your all you can pull basically is fresh out of college hospitality management graduates. And um then you have these servers who have been serving at, you know, this restaurant for fucking 35 years. They're like in their 60s and they're like, 
Okay, kid. Yeah. Get out they're of like, here. All right. They have like, yeah, they have like grandchildren that are the age of their managers. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to come in and boss me around? No, I've been running this show for the last 40 years. Like, we're good. Thanks. Yeah, seriously. There's people there. There were people at that I worked with at the Royal, the the restaurant inside the castle in Magic Kingdom. There were servers there that opened that restaurant. Oh, I believe it. Like, in 1971 just <laughs> and they're still there they're still there and like yeah yeah because again like most of Walt Disney World you are not making good money but if you somehow get a full-time position at one of these restaurants like and that's the thing too is like no server is gonna listen to a manager the server is running the show the server is making way more money yeah. than the manager is they're like okay sure fresh out of hospitality <laughs> you know like right like, get out of here get, get out of here you little 21 year old fresh-faced kid so yeah they and that's why those positions are hard to come by because again like it's one of the rare positions where you can be in the service industry and get benefits like be have be a full-time person where you're unionized where you're whatever and like rock on more more places should be like that totally but um but yeah if you think that they're gonna let someone tell them what to do oh no 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 (laughs) no 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 no. Definitely not. No. Wait, no. with those ladies. Uh-uh. No, no sir, Bob. And I can tell you that the union uh, representatives in every restaurant that I've worked at were, like, tough bitches. Oh, yeah. Like, they were, like, we're not backing down at all, okay? And they know um, they know their rights. They know their handbook, left, right, forward, yes. sideways, and they will point to the exact article that, like, Yes. is why they don't have to do the thing that you just asked them to do <laughs> yes exactly oh. um wild so anyway back Vance. to opal back to opal standing her ground over these rosemary rolls and she's like the regular customers expect them and he's like how many regulars do y'all have around here because I, I certainly don't see them like i've been brought in for a reason um, so he talks about, you know, oh, I like this sass. This is so like, I've been working at this restaurant for 20 years, sass. She's like, um, so suppose we do away with the rolls then. What will we offer people instead? Pretzels, peanuts? Maybe they can throw the shells on the floor to add more of that ambiance you're so sure we're lacking. And I was like, I've worked with this person. I know this person. Yeah. <laughs> we oh my god oh my god i've worked with this person um yeah oh plus everything i love her and he's like i love her i'm thinking about the pickles and she's like the pickles um and so this is why they kind of talk about like what a hodgepodge of a restaurant this is like it's supposed to be an italian place but there's like some mexican food thrown in there because the old owners like it used to be a mexican restaurant and they didn't want to take that away you know some of the fan phase from there but then there's also things like fried pickles and it's just like this weird hodgepodge of a menu. And, you know, he kind of brings up the point that like, that's confusing. Like a, a, a pots person off the street. Um, you know, if they don't know that whole history, they're going to look at this menu and be like, what is the concept? What are they, what do they specialize in? Um, so he's kind of just saying like, you know, we're, we're going to try to streamline this menu. He's crossed out a lot of things. And of course, Opal's not mm-hmm. taking that well. Um, and, you know, he's, yeah. he's there to, to streamline it. To make it cost effective, because obviously that's always their big thing, cost effectiveness. And she's um yeah, she's not she's not feeling it. And she's like, You're gonna take away everything. And he's like, Not everything. Remember the pickles. We're keeping the pickles. <laughs> I love me a fried pickle. Oh, mm. I love fried pickles. Oh my so god. Much. Ten, um delicious. 
I also want to just read Opal's description because god damn, Opal. <laughs> Tall girl, although she's in her 30s, so like woman, with the tattoos. Um, she is now dressed like an old style pinup girl, dark hair pulled back up and back, bright red lipstick, jeans, and a fuzzy pink sweater with pearl buttons. I am obsessed with this person. Opal, you're an icon. You're an icon. An icon. You're everything I want to be in more. I wish I was as Ugh. cool as you, Opal. Seriously, she's iconic, honestly. Another iconic side character. Yep. We love her already. They just in her description and her sass about this man coming in to change her restaurant. Legendary. You're I'm already Legendary. on your side. Already on your side, girlfriend. Um Yes. So they're kind of talking about that. This is where uh, McLean kind of goes over and she is explaining how, you know, she's like, oh, you're ready for the update. Like, this is what I've been able to do, you know, like set up the like cable, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, Park Mart gets mentioned, which is we um, learned about, I believe it's first mentioned as in along for the ride, I think is when they like go shopping at the Park Mart. Um, so that's a, a nice little Sarah Dustin universe moment. Um, and she kind of talks about how they, uh, she hopes she's talking about how the tacos are are not so great. Um, and she, of course, obviously overheard the conversation or whatever. And she's like, well, you know, they have a loyal following. And he's like, well, I guess I'll, you know, he he goes, well, I guess they'll be joining up with the bread people. And the claim says, people of Revolution, which I just love because I say that all the time about things. I'm like, people of Revolution, we're going to start it. Here we go, the uprising. Um, so that's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I love this entire exchange. Um, but basically, she's kind of talking about the fact that, like, she's sort of, like, she tries to take the things, like, her dad is doing enough for this job. She tries, and they're, like, moving constantly. She tries to, like, handle the stuff, like, at home. And she says in a weird way, she's kind of, like, taken up the mantle of, like, his wife. And she was, like, I guess yeah. that's, like, what happens when, you know, like, you're the daughter of this, whatever. Which, again, is just kind of, like, pitiful that, like, men are that incapable of things. Um, even, again, like, her dad seems like a nice, smart, good, good, like, he's got a good job. Like, he seems to be good at it. Um, but even she's, like, well, I gotta go, like, make him food and set up the, you know, cable or else, like, yeah, he wouldn't be able to whatever. Um, and again, I think it's like, she just has this weird sort of guilt complex, even though, again, she didn't do anything to dissolve the marriage, but I think she's like, again, there's no winners and losers in divorce, but in this circumstance, I think she thinks that her dad kind of got the rough end of the deal, which in a sense he did. Um, and yeah, I think it's just like her weird guilty conscious of like, well, I'm going to try to make his life a little bit easier because mom like left him for another man, (laughs) you know? So yeah. Right. Yeah, she so she's like very protective of him, um, which is sweet. Oh yeah, she says I have that uh, highlighted the so many things about his life I couldn't fix no matter how hard I tried. That's why she like gets him settled. She's kind of nervous too about like going away to college and him being alone yeah. again. Yeah, she kind of talks about this is, like, the last move that she can help him with in a sense that she'll be with him, and so she's like really. I don't know, like doubling down, trying to make sure he gets settled here or whatnot. But then she pays her check. 
um, which I love that he makes her pay the check. Yeah. Um, no freebies. <clears throat> we love that. Yes. No freebies. Um, he got up. So she gets up, heads outside for the short ride back to the house. She cuts through the alleyway um, next to Luna Blue. And in the alleyway, Opal is sitting on a milk crate by the side door talking to a guy in jeans and an apron who is smoking a cigarette. And I am like, my queen, Sarah Dessen, always coming through with like the most accurate yeah. restaurant representations ever. Like, yes. amazing. 100%. Ugh. I, I love that. But yeah, this is when she's like freaking out, which is like flipping out, which I would, I, so relatable, honestly. Yep. She's like, it takes serious nerve to just come in here and call yourself an expert on any and all things. Oh, and you can just tell he's used to women falling all over him and agreeing to everything he says, even when it's stupid, bordering on offensive. The man is clearly in love with himself. I mean, did you see that hair? What kind of grown adult can't get a simple age-appropriate haircut? <laughs> I love her. Hilarious. Um, but then, you know, Opal, like, notices her and is like, oh, shit. And McLean's like, whatever, like, she just keeps walking. And Opal, like, runs up to her. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, this, this, I was just blowing off steam. It's not personal. Like, please don't tell your dad. And she's like, this has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to tell him. And then Opal says, I didn't catch your name. What's your name? And McLean makes the decision to go by Liz. Yes. So... It has come to her. She's like, aha, this is my time. I never know when the new name is going to, you know, come to me. But here we are. She manifested it. (laughs) Then we're back at the house. She's unpacking her suitcase, groceries, moving their couch around a bunch of different places until she finds one. She sits down with a glass of milk. What kind of fucking monsters are these people? She's not the only person who drinks a cup of milk in this chapter, and I'm alarmed. (laughs) Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, who would consider my father actually drinks an insane amount of milk? I think that's like a boomer thing, Um, Mm -hmm. which is weird because obviously these characters are not boomers. Sarah Dustin isn't a boomer. She's a Gen Xer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Are people just sitting around? I never mm -mm, in my life just I'm like, you know what? I'm hankering. My husband occasionally, but like chocolate milk, he like will want like a glass of chocolate milk. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't ever, mm no. My husband will drink milk. And I, every time he does it, I'm like, this is disgusting. Are you a toddler? Yeah. Um, So bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. My dad does it too. Like, it's so strange. It's a guy thing. Maybe guys just weirdly like milk. I don't know. I don't know, man. And our anecdotal evidence, it's the men in our lives. So it must be. Yes. If you are often picking up a glass of milk and i'm not talking chocolate milk i'm not talking strawberry milk i'm talking plain ass cow milk if you are filling up a cup of that and drinking it let us know in the comments please i i'm dying to know i need to know i just like literally i barely buy milk because when i do it goes bad like i'll buy milk to like put in something Mm -hmm. you know like i'm making something and i'm like oh this calls for milk or during the winter time because i like it for hot cocoa which i understand i guess is basically like drinking warm chocolate milk so i shouldn't throw judgment but i'm gonna because it's different okay um different but it's totally different but half the time i'm like oh my god i have to buy like the smallest milk possible because it's gonna go bad because what am i gonna do drink it (laughs) i know never (laughs) 
I was doing that for most of my life. I would just buy those little half gallons. And then I moved in with my husband and I realized that I can't buy half gallons because this monster drinks the milk like a psychopath. Like in my um, but, house growing up, we had gallons of milk and my dad yes. would still like absolutely go through it. And I was always like, what's that been wild? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I don't, I don't use cow milk for basically anything except for yeah. um, probably hot chocolate because I don't know how oat milk hot chocolate would be. Yeah. Would be I've satisfying. never tried to like heat up oat milk. So I don't know if it gets. You know, like certain things when you try to heat them up, they just get wonky. Like, I don't know if it would get wonky. Yeah. So I haven't tried that personally. Yeah. Could be really no. good. I don't know. But I. It could be. Also, if you've ever tried oat milk hot chocolate, uh, hit up your girlies. Let us know. <laughs> yes. Have you used dairy alternative milks yeah. in your in your hot chocolate? We need to know. So, yeah. Besides the fact that she's fucking drinking a glass of milk, which is just disgusting. Um, she boots up her laptop. And she opens her Yumi page, and the one for her previous identity, Beth Sweet, is um, at the top of the uh, – there. She's looking at her pictures. She's looking at all of her activities, all of her interests. Um, she has 142 friends on there. And she's reading a bunch of comments from people. Girl, we miss you already. Beth, I heard from Missy you moved. And then the last one is – what happened to goodbye? Ba, 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 name drop. Ba, 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 ba. And maybe the first ba, 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 time ba, 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 ba. in any of these books that the name drop has basically come from like a very unimportant character. Because this yeah. like, character's like not going to re-enter the story. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Just like some random guy. The person on Yumi.com gets the, gets the name drop cred. It's basically like a boy she was lightly dating. Yeah. Um, but she didn't really make it anything serious because she knew she was going to be leaving. So she was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, she says, in truth, since my parents split, I hadn't had much faith in relationships and even less of an inclination to start any lasting ones of my own. At home, I'd had several friends I'd known since grade school, girls I'd played rainbow soccer with and stuck close to in middle school. I'd had a couple of boyfriends and gotten my heart broken more than once. I was a normal girl in a normal town until the divorce happened. So it's like the divorce just, just completely upended things. upheaval of her life. This girl has way more like, I don't know, energy than I do to come up with an entire new social media presence every time you move, like every two years. I'd be like, fuck it, not doing that. <laughs> like I know. I was like, oh, she has to, she's gonna go create a whole new Yumi. God. No, exhausting. I've had the same Facebook since like two thousand and six. Yeah, and I ain't changing it. It's, that's no. That's way too much. Effort. I have like I don't know how to twelve hundred friends on there. Do you think I know any of those yeah, people anymore? No, random ass no. people throughout the my life and years. I don't bother ever adding people anymore. If they add me, I'll accept them. But I don't like go searching people out anymore because I, I don't know. You know. <laughs> so then, um, you know, she's like, I don't have the energy actually to make myself a new profile right now. I'm just gonna chill. She says, since we've been moving, I've gotten smart about dealing with people. I knew I wouldn't be staying forever, so I kept my feelings at the temporary stage two, which means making friends easily but never taking sides and picking guys I knew wouldn't last for the long haul or any haul at all, for that matter. Um, girl. 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 You, girl. Girl, we're going to need to work on that a little bit. That's... We are 
you've got yes yeah you've got some things this is rough this is rough listen sometimes you're feeling really down and out about yourself and this guy comes along and he has a british accent and you're like yeah i'm gonna accept this love right now because i think i deserve it and then six years later pass and you're like what the f am i doing and then you find travis kelsey Yes, you, you know, find it's your a, it's sweet a, it's himbo. It's a relatable thing. But she, so she just needs to find herself a nice little sweet himbo. And you know what? From the end of this chapter, I think we might have someone. I think there's potential in someone we're going to get to know a little bit better at the end of this chapter. So, girl, yes. get you a himbo. Yes, we stand. Yes, <laughs> we stand. Get yourself your Travis Kelsey. Fuck your Joe Allen. Yeah. That guy has got to go. Send him right back to England. Gotta go. Cut off communication. Cut him off. The ocean's throw, closed. Don't come throw back over Throw your brother here. F&T into the harbor and be like, be gone, British mm. man. It's the American mm-hmm. way, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, Here on page 33, I just want you all to know as we delve, like back in the day, okay, these first couple books we read for this, I was like getting deep with my annotations and stuff you know and now i just highlight things like he whistled through his fingers a skill i'd always admired and i go same (laughs) (laughs) that's the level that's the level of note you're getting from me now and i'm like same yes i've I've never been able to do it i've always been very fascinated by people that can um i've started uh (laughs) using post-it notes in this book i like that um which i haven't done since keeping the moon Mm. so we will see how long this lasts (laughs) we'll see how this lasts through this book and beyond i don't know to be determined we'll see um on page uh 30 though when she's done with her you know when she's like fuck this yumi thing and just lays down on her couch um she gets a video call Mm-hmm. from a program called hi, hi there, there with an exclamation point love which i love <laughs> i love hi um there. so uh yeah her mom's calling her she's like are you there um i just want to talk to you and she's basically saying that she's been avoiding her mom she doesn't really want to talk to her and yet her mom's like still pushing which of course she is she's your mom you're yeah. a child yeah um i'm honestly proud of but- her that she is because if not, I know, I'd be same. a little bit more concerned. <laughs> exactly. So, but the call, you know, she doesn't address this call. Um, she like just doesn't even. She pretends like she's not home. Mom actually ends up getting super distracted with the twins named Connor and Madison. I believe. Uh, I think that sounds right. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yes, Madison. Yep. Yes, Connor and Madison. So. This overwhelms her. Um, And she walks into her kitchen. She looks over at the house next door, the one with the family, not the one with the um, college kids. And what does she see? She sees a man drinking a glass of milk. milk. What the fuck? What is this neighborhood? Who are you people? I am disgusted, disgusted by the amount of milk drinking going on on this one singular evening. So much milk consumption, truly. It's too much. Um, But anyway, she's looking at them. There's like a mother and a father. One of them's drinking milk. It's disgusting. Looking over at presumably their kid. They have very serious expressions on their face. Does not look like a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes back into her living room. Her mom had has ended the calls. She just left her a little note. Sorry we missed you. We'll be home all night. Call us and tell us about your new place. Um, again, 
I'm I appreciate the effort her mother's putting in here. She's yeah. like really trying, even though you know McLean's not really in the place to accept that at this point. Um. So then she hears, you know, lots of noise from the other house, uh, the White House on the other side of her house. How many times can I say house? House in this sentence. House. House. <laughs> She's in her house, and they're in her house, and they're all drinking milk in their houses. It's even better, though, when you say room. You know my thoughts and feelings about that. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get a good chapter with lots of room talk. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't even know I said it's strange until I moved. It was completely unhinged. Yeah, it was normal to you, you know? It's yeah, but now yeah. it's still normal to me. I forget that I say it weird until someone brings it up. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, the the White House they're throwing a party. There's guys pulling up with uh, kegs. She's like, "What do I do now? Do I go to my room? Do I what do I do here? Do I go to Luna Blue?" And she's like. No, I don't. She basically just lays on her couch listening to the thump thump from the bass. The bass. Every single time. Every single time. So she says, it was kind of soothing, these sounds of lives being lived all around me, for better or for worse. And there I was in the middle of them all, newly reborn and still waiting for mine to begin. Our poor girl. What is Mike doing? I don't. Is Mike in there? He's like opening the door and closing the door i don't know and then luna's staring at him like what are you doing you weirdo which like same mike wants to be a co-host of hate spinnerbait so bad bad. like it's not even funny one of these days i would say we'd let him do it but it would be so unhinged maybe a chaos thursday we'll let him come on maybe a chaos thursday we'll have both our husbands yeah i was gonna say the most chaotic thing would be to let our husbands host a chaos thursday and we no, i can't i can't give her control no absolutely (laughs) not guests are on it but we're not gonna let them do their own thing i don't even know what it would be you'd be like we'd be listening to it in the edit we'd be like uh yeah one time well since y'all have heard us talk about our husbands i don't know for like over a year we'll bring them on to a chaos thursday will be the special something look forward to in 2024 everyone anywho can we just talk about how we're an hour in mm-hmm. and, and we're not even close to the end of this chapter still like i have the chapter left okay fast forward hitting the fast forward no, no, button no, no. she we wakes can, up we can lightning round this next bit it, it, we can yeah okay we can so she wakes up to the sound of a crash. She gets reacquainted uh, with her surroundings. She goes outside. A pot on her porch has been broken by a man named Grass, which we'll get back to. Fantastic. Um, so a girl, a redheaded girl in a puffy jacket makes him give, um, oh, I just went through like 45 decimal names in my head, McLean a beer. Um, and she's like, you know what? None of my other personalities would have joined this party, but Liz Sweet, she's going to join this party. She so she party. goes over there and she's like, let's hang out. Um, the blonde is like, Jackson High sucks. It's a prison. Her and her boyfriend are saying it's a prison. They went to the Fountain School, which is like one of freeform alternative school, which we've heard about in another book, but I can't remember which one it was. Um, There's a trust circle, which I'm into. Yes. Love the trust circle. But these two, they got kicked out um, because yeah. of drugs. 
And she's so, like, where was the trust, man? And I was like, I love this lady. She's great. I love this whole, like, interaction between, like, the boyfriend and the girlfriend talking about, like, the fountain school and everything. It's very cute. Oh, it's very also, it's great banter. We learned we're dumb. Um, last week we made fun of lambskin boots, and um, they're oh, yeah. this girl's also wearing them. She's wearing a very interesting outfit. Um, they're Uggs. We now know that they're Uggs. They're Uggs. So we're mm-hmm. cool now, yes. and we understand what that means. Okay, thank you. Aside, Gary. Yes, <laughs> she just couldn't use the word Uggs, so she yeah. used lambskin, lambskin boots, boots and to be like the they're Uggs. Uggs, but they're Uggs, and we're like, oh, that's what those are. Okay. Which makes way more sense for 2011, for sure. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're talking about the fact that they got kicked out. Then the redhead, who we now know is named Riley, comes in. She's the one who, like, kind of got her involved in this by giving the beer. And she kind of enters the scene, and she's all, like, you know, they're talking to her about, like, what she's doing um what school she's going to and she's like has anyone seen dave and they're like he's having another sit down and again these two are just like everything is a person to them that they're very free form and they're like man dude like this guy just one misstep he's seen a one party with a beer one can of beer and his parents have gone like postal like why can't he have any fun and so they're like yeah like they're real hardcore and so riley is saying um it's 9 30 we leave here at 10 30 at the latest in order to make curfew no exceptions there's period capiche and of course they're like what no you're such a mom and she's like that's what we're doing and so they're like okay um so she goes out on the side porch because she's like okay these people i like gotta get away from this conversation um she goes out and she ends up counting constellations which we learn is another like mom thing um her mom was like really into um uh, I almost said astrology. It's astronomy. Um, she's really into like that. And her dad actually gave her a telescope for their five-year wedding anniversary. And so she was saying like, this is her thing. and like helps center her, you know, like everyone like you has their thing and, and hers is counting constellations. She has to at least count three to like feel, you know, right with the world. And so, you know, she counting them and then she's like, oh my God, like, where did this like, you know, lump rise in my throat? She suddenly finds herself like getting emotional at this party. And she's like, geez, oh Pete, I've had four whole sips of beer. Like <laughs> here I am getting like emotional drunk and I'm not even drunk. So she's just like having this whole like little moment. I'm um, thinking about her mom, which, you know, probably happens a lot to her and oh no, Who's coming but the police to break up this party, which, of course, happens. And as we discussed on this podcast, don't run from the cops. That's not going to help you. <laughs> don't do that. But our girl McLean doesn't know that. And she says herself, like, any of my other personalities would have never done this. But Liz is a runner. And she's going to get the hell out of Dodge because she sees the police. And um, and obviously, she's drinking underage. So she's worried about being caught. But don't actually do that, folks. It won't work out for you although one of the girls gets caught and they arrest her yeah so it's like i don't know maybe she should maybe in maybe in this situation yeah these cops seems are really hardcore and we know that dave apparently has been busted for underage drinking so like i don't know maybe in lakeview north carolina things get cray Yes, but she runs. She's running. She's running away from the cop. He's chasing her. It doesn't really look good. And then all of a sudden, someone comes out of nowhere, pulls her into a dark place down yeah. some steps. Yeah, she doesn't even like, um, know where she is. Nope. There's a door that gets latched. Um, the cop tries to open it, but it's locked. 
And so he's like, well, shit, and leaves. <laughs> um, then we like, find out I that I would have gone away with it if it wasn't for this. <laughs> it's like that, totally that, that, that vibe. Dang those kids. Yes. Uh. So then we find out that the man who stole him, th- stole him, the man who, <laughs> who saved the Maybe claim, kidnaps her, <laughs> kidnaps her. Yeah. I would like be screwed. He's all like, keep it cool. Be quiet. And I would be like, I've just been taken down underground by a stranger. I know. Freaked out. But she's very chill. She yeah. says she doesn't feel scared. She doesn't feel anything, but it, it's Dave. It's her neighbor, the guy on the porch. Yeah. The porch sitter. Um, She... Says within five minutes, it became clear that never in my life had I met anyone like Dave Wade, um, which sounds like Dwayne Wade, the pharmacy. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Right? Isn't that a pharmacy, isn't it? Uh, is it? I don't know. Or is it a guy? <laughs> it's Dwayne. It's Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Michael and often confuses her pharmacies with her men. I'm going to look this up now. I don't. Oh. It sounds like a thing, but I don't know. Is it a pharmacy? If it's a pharmacy, this is news to me. But maybe it's a regional pharmacy. Uh, Dwayne Wade is a... (laughs) He's a a basketball player. How appropriate. Um, Oh. I'm not a pharmacy. (laughs) What pharmacy are you thinking of that sounds like Dwayne Wade? I also love that Michael Ann is the last person to ever name any sports athlete. She knows one right now, and that's only because he's dating Taylor Swift. If I asked her, and Tom Brady, she knows who Tom Brady is. If I asked her to name any other sports athlete, she wouldn't be able to name it. But she just pulled a basketball player's name without realizing she was pulling a basketball player's name. Uh, I I gotta know what that that pharmacy is now. Anyway, Van is a basketball player. Just in case anyone is wondering, he played for the looks like the Miami Heat, Chicago Bulls briefly, Cleveland Cavaliers, and then back with the Miami Heat. Anyways, okay, that has been your Dwayne Wade history of today. So we find out that Dave has pulled her into a storm cellar. It is not a storm cellar attached to either of their houses. It's actually attached to the abandoned house behind him. Um, he says, it's part of the house behind me. mine. Nobody's lived there for years. And she says, how did you know about it? And he said, I found it when I was younger, you know, exploring. He says, yeah, I was weird. Um, they have this like really cute, again, Dustin coming in with the banter, 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Absolutely lovely. Um, he's like, I didn't mean to scare you. I just wanted you to not get caught by the cops. Um, you know, it's cool. No problem. And he's like, I just didn't. He was like, you don't want to get arrested for drinking underage. It's not fun. And she goes, how do you know I haven't been already? And he says, she says, you don't look like the type. And she says, neither do you. And he said, this is true. And they have this little thing um, where they call themselves delinquents. She says, this doesn't really look like a den for delinquents. <laughs> delinquents. Um, which is kind of funny because it's like, a, it's a storm cellar in the dark. Right. Um, <laughs> and. Yep. So then from above them, they hear the burst of music. So the cops are apparently gone. He checks for her just in case. He says, coast is clear. He pulls her up from the storm cellar. Um, he says that he knows 
that's exactly 14 feet, 7.2 inches to her back deck. Um, so he says, I told you I was a weird kid. And she goes, just kid. <laughs> um, so, yep, still strange. Um, but we love we love our little weirdos. We love a always. little weirdo. <gasps> that should mm-hmm. be a friendship bracelet, like League of Weirdos <gasps> or Little Weirdos or something. Little Weirdos yes. Club. Little Weirdos Club. Making that. Want that. I will be buying yes. that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You will need to purchase your own merchandise. I will, I will purchase my own merchandise. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's like, you saved my ass. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. And he says, Hey, if I saved your ass, you should tell me your name, which is like so smooth. Okay, Dave. Yes, and babe. she said, I've been in this place many times in the last two years, not to mention once already today, the name I'd chosen, the girl I decided to be here was poised on the tip of my tongue. But in that place at that moment, something happened like that quick trip below the surface had changed not only the trajectory of my life here, but maybe me as well. And she says, my name is McLean. And that's a big moment for our girl already in yes. chapter two. Dave, already. look at you, Dave. You're bringing out, she, she wants to be true to herself. We love it. We love it. Storm, cellar confessions, everyone. There you go. Storm Cellar Confessions. That was the working mm-hmm. title of this mm-hmm. novel. Sarah told us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what if it was? No. That has been chapter two of What Happened to Goodbye. Hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, just we've got Luna. We've got another little weirdo here in our in our midst. Yeah, here in our midst. We have another little weirdo and we love that. Opal, we love you already. So many great characters that we've been introduced to that I already stand. So can't wait to read more about their adventures and journeys, their character growth here next week when we come back for having a goodbye. But come join us on Thursday for some chaos. Who knows? Like, yeah, you never know what might come up. Taylor Swift might be named Time Person of the Year again, and we'll have a whole emotional moment about it again. There could be some Laguna Beach. There's so many options. But we'll be here. It'll be chaotic. And... Yeah, take care of yourselves, one and all. As always, happy vagina Christmas. Tis the damn season. Tis the damn vagina season. Tis the damn vagina season, everybody. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Bye. Bye.